Yeah. And he goes, that's why I charge so much for my tickets. <laughs> he goes, because any asshole can find a 10, and I'm going to kill somebody tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be in it? Fuck no. I don't sing. Oh, come on, dude. No, no. I dress in tranny Just, clothes, but I don't sing or dance. I sing The show. I will bone up bits. on my Britney Spears trivia. You bone up on all your Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> memorabilia. Adam loves that shit. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Front of the dogs. <laughs> Finally, these mics been killing me. Give me some more. Um, I don't know. What do you want? This is the end. So yeah, it's going up and down. I, the last whole show, these two mics. Well, yours is working fine. Mine was dead the entire show, except for like three spots. Nobody this wa- caught all the audio. No Nobody more. wants to hear you anyway. I should just put that up, just an episode of you with no risk. You'd be like a crazy man talking to himself. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool and <laughs> yet so perfectly uh, truthful. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. Hey, man. Hey, buddy. It's been a while, dude. And know, uh, we know. got Lloyd and Otis here again. We're at Luke's place uh, broadcasting uh, a special long episode for you guys. Um because we missed last week, and I, I got some feedback from a few people, not too many, but uh, you can see now that people are like, "Hey, man, where the hell's the show? Where's the show?" Yeah, because people have an expectation of a almost like a weekly thing. Well, there's no like Nielsen ratings or anything. No. We can't tell who's listening. People, you know, people. Oh yeah, I listen to your podcast all the time. You know. <laughs> Like I had, uh, I, I talked about uh, Devon in the last episode. I told the story about her friend that fell through the roof. Uh-huh. And I told her, I said, oh, you know, I mentioned you in the episode. And, da, da, da. and she's in the play and we were carpooling. And she goes, oh, play me that podcast. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get a new fan. And I played it just, it just got past where we talk about her and it turns off. You know, and we, we stop and she goes, oh, I'll listen to it. So I ask her, I'm like, have you listened to it? She goes, no, I only heard the part that I was in, you know. <laughs> So the I was mentioned. I want to turn it on. Right yeah, now. and I'm like, you're gonna listen to more. She's like, I don't. Know. And I'm like, you're not gonna. <laughs> At least she was honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She kind of gave you like, man, eh, you know. Yeah, oh, time. Man. Yeah, I got. I'm busy. <laughs> but yeah, people. People have been a little bit. Uh, I don't want miffed is the right word. Maybe just like, hey, you know, I expected this to be they here, and us. it wasn't. They miss it's us, good which to be is missed. good. It's good to be missed. Um, so like Santa Claus. Uh, before we get into all of our stuff. Uh, you got one week left of this, or is this today's the last day of the today's show? Today's the last day. So nobody's going to be hearing this by the time, but how how has the show been going? It's, it's 39 <laughs> Steps by Neil Simon, right? No, 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 no. no 39 sorry. Steps was the last show. Fuck, um, I'm getting everything mixed up. This, this is, God, is called th- God's Favorite. I'll just have to edit that out. Um, stupidity. <laughs> the show has God been uh, pretty well received. Uh, we actually got a standing ovation Friday night. Sweet. We had a full house. Um, and... Uh, Last night, the audience was quieter. They laughed. They were just tougher to get going. Um, but I was extremely uh, pleasured. My well, my aunt Teresa comes to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, as my my dad's sister. Okay, um, I, don't, I don't know how big your family is. It's enormous. Yeah. We're Italian and Catholic. It's Italian and Catholic, Polish, so we Catholic, eat, Irish. We Catholic. eat and and breed. <laughs> um, but. Aunt Teresa, who she had, okay, my dad's sister had six kids, seven mm. kids. Oh my god! Um, my, and then my cousin Betsy, who likes plays, and she lives on like the north side. Her and her husband Tom, they came down to Morris for the show. Okay, but they picked up their dad, who, if I remember mentioning my aunt Elsie, who passed away, my uncle Luke, who I was named after, who had ten kids. He looks like I saw a picture you put up. He, he, looks, he looks like my dad. He looks like your dad. He looks like you too. And he sense. really reminds me of my dad. And he's ninety-two now. Holy shit! And he, uh, they brought him, so the four of them came for the show. Um, I paid Must for have been their a treat for him. Just to well, he doesn't go out except for now for church and to go to the doctor. Nice. Um, so they. I felt extremely, extremely honored that 
I mean, they trek to Morris too. I mean, he lives in he lives in Olympia Fields. Is no ninety two and wits about him, or is he yeah, kind of oh, just yeah. like eh. no, no, no? He's got his wits. You know, his hearing's going a little bit. His body's starting to, but his mind. I mean, he was a freaking. He's chief of staff at a at St. Francis Hospital for like wow. twenty five years, and the the whole cardiac wing is named after him. I've seen the pictures of that too, um, Doctor Luke. So he's he's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant so, man. Does he know you have a podcast and we're uh... Uh, a professional doctor now? I don't think he advice. knows that there's computers. <laughs> um, but he was, you know, he got a little emotional and, and told me that he'd wish he had come to more of my important life events. And, I'm, you know, I go, I go, dude, you had 10 kids. I think you had enough life events to go to. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's a but lot of I fucking think, birthdays to remember. I think that they step in because both my parents are, are now passed away. I think they kind of see it as their duty to sort of just play a little bit of a parental role and be supportive. And, I appreciate that. Well, my Aunt Teresa came before my mom passed away, too. Mm. Um, so just, and like my cousin Betsy, who I've not, I mean, we always got along, but it's not like I'm tight with her, like her brother Mike, who I'm real tight with. Um, so it, it just to see them kind of go out of their way, not only go out of their way and come to the show, but they traveled like an hour, hour and a half. See, them being Pascals, I would have expected him to come up to you and be like, you know, Luke, I really liked, enjoyed seeing you, but you're performance is flat in the second act i don't know what you were thinking you know you made some bad decisions in your blocking well <laughs> as a pascal we would be critical in that regard but it's my performance okay so they obviously didn't see that because <laughs> i'm fucking awesome <laughs> well uh what's the next show for is this uh, still latitude 41 no this is, is this? the morris theater guild the next show um morris is doing uh Barefoot in the Park, which is another Neil Simon during during the season of Simon. Okay, and then uh, following Barefoot in the spring, they're doing another Neil Simon, but we're doing a Neil Simon too. We're doing Odd Couple, which I'm going to audition for. Awesome. Um, and then we have the summer musical, which is leaning towards Rocky Horror. Um, and then you're going to the f- do the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, I see you shiver with anticipation. Are you going to be in it? Fuck no. I don't sing. Oh, come on, dude. No, no. I dress in tranny Just, clothes, but I don't sing or dance. Be, be the be the one dude that doesn't sing, though, like that uh, no, perfect no. man summer or I Summer, I end up doing a lot of work behind the scenes. But the fall, <laughs> I'm going to... I need to order the script and reread it, because I haven't read it in years, but I, I think I might direct of Mice and Men. Oh, shit. Which is a fucking... I had to draw a movie or a play or play for a show poster for that one year. I can't remember who I did it for. Yeah, it's it's that's a real tearjerker, and it's a got Rupert her. It's extremely uh, yeah. Something it'll be good to direct that. I'll dig into the fucking characters and twist people. For those of you that enjoy local theater, we will keep you updated uh, and post it on the uh, the Facebook pages. None of you do. Our crowds aren't that big. You're all fuckers. <laughs> all you care about are fucking <laughs> bars and casinos in Joliet. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the relevance of today, I don't know if you see the significance of what day is is today. Today is November 16th, 2014 that we're recording. Okay. Um, this, this is actually a significant anniversary for you and me. Not, we didn't get married or anything like that. But, uh, last year at this time, Luke flew into Las Vegas no. To see me on to the uh, the marathon the very next day, November 17th, which was the race. And the reason I wanted to do a Vegas theme episode, first of all, we have a lot of knowledge that we could, you know, give to people that would like to go to that. My second favorite True city on the planet. True dad. And, and two, like the founding of this show, obviously we've had a friendship for years, but seriously, the, the, in my brain anyway... The show was founded there. That was our first episode. Walking in front of the Venetian. Yeah. On the uh, Las Vegas Boulevard. Just fucking talking shit and seeing woo girls and everything like that. So right, I mean, that, right. this, the, that was the, the found. So that was a year ago. I you believe it live. was, we should do a podcast. And my response was, what's a podcast? What's a podcast? What's a podcast? And so uh, to give you guys uh, just a, uh, a quick story, if you don't mind, how, uh, how everything started. Um, Luke flew in, uh, I was running the Las Vegas marathon. I don't think I've ever actually told the story on the air, which, you know, I guess is fitting for this. And, um, I don't know. You tell a lot of running stories that just kind of go together. I put one foot in front of the other quickly. (laughs) All my running stories never involve running though. 
It involves something terrible happening to you me. You know why? Because so, yeah, running is stupid. Yeah, Exactamundo. Shut, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, were, we were walking through all the casinos and everything, and Luke was the only guy that came out to Las Vegas. We actually had planned for quite a few people right. to show up for that weekend. And uh, Allison got sick. Mm-hmm. Elise uh, got an inner ear infection. So with her being sick and Allison being sick, she decided to stay home. What was the big to-do back then? I was upset about it. And then Jonah, who was running the half marathon with me, because he was training for that, Right. him and Aaron found out they were having a kid, and so Jonah basically flushed the whole idea out the toilet yeah. and going to Las Vegas, Fucking even after he paid all his money. Kids ruin things. <laughs> Fucking ruiners, man. And uh, there was Jake and Megan, uh, the Sanders, who live out in Kansas City, mm-hmm. they were going to go right. and spend the weekend with us. It was supposed to be a big to do. It was. I, I, I we think, were, it was supposed to be a reunion of the ba- Vegas Five, and it would turn into be like Vegas Ten, and then after it was all said and done, it was Vegas Two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me, Nick, and a bunch of call girls. Yeah, so yeah, lots of hookers that show. Um, so anyway. We uh, we should stipulate. I think we've talked about it, but it wasn't us two getting hookers. It no, was no, us no, two no. picking out hookers. That, that's a hooker. That's a hooker. Yeah, look at her. She's a hooker. No, she's not. Look at her. That's a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think we got a good steak dinner or something like that that night. Yeah. Well, we went to. Um, I wanted to go to like a. You're like I was like your choice. You're running, and I'm thinking we're gonna go to a nice steakhouse. And we ended up at Outback, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, because I looked at the price of like Gallagher Steakhouse. I'm like, nope. Not going there. Well, so, I was buying your. I know, meal. yeah, but I didn't want to fucking put you back two hundred dollars for a piece of meat. So I mean, Vegas, Vegas. That's I mean, why we got hookers. I think one of the things we're going to explain in this show is how to do Vegas on the cheap. You can do the Vern crawl for thirteen bucks if you really plan your cards. You know. Yeah. Um. So we get the steak dinner. Me and Luke are staying at Harris Casino, and right around two in the morning. And for frame of reference, the race is at 4.30 p.m. that same day. So 2 in the morning, November 17th, I wake up in the middle of the night. Luke is staying with me for one night. One night. And then I got my room the next day. You were flying in. It'd just be a lot easier that way. I wake up, and I can't fucking move. And I remember getting up, and you were passed out. And I, like, had to, like, crawl out of the bed, and I army crawled to the bathroom and I couldn't stand. I was like trying to like use my leverage to get myself up by the sink and just stretch my body up. And there was Advil sitting on the counter, and so I popped three of those. And I try to go back to bed, and I don't. Nothing happens. And then I think I woke you up at like six thirty or something. I'm trying. I'm just staring at the ceiling for four hours. Yeah. Well, I wake up pretty early. I mean, that's you know, that's it eight, was eight thirty our time. So for, it was. For, I was like, whoop. So I I was I tell you what happened. This guy gives me two leave. And I, he's like, just try these. You know, maybe I'll loosen your sh- shit up. And then we get a big ass breakfast. I'm dying at breakfast. I can't like sit in the chair. I'm fidgeting the entire time. Before the race, I take three more Advil. You're like, well, I'm gonna go play cards. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was one of those situations where you're like, you're in a lot of pain. I don't want to look at you anymore. You know. And well, you were doing your running stuff, and yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna. You know, you're I, like, do you want to go to the? Uh, the start of the race? I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> I had I had like tears coming out of my eyes. I don't even know if it was noticeable. It was just like so painful. And I get there and the all American rejects are playing the starting line. The guys that say, I'll show you my dirty little secret. Yeah, Those yeah. fucking guys. That's the only song of them I know. Yeah. And they're swearing at the crowd because no one's like no one's like paying attention to them. Today is the race, by the way. To, yeah. to two thousand so it's guess who's playing the starting line this year? Snoop Dogg. I'd much rather seen fucking Snoop Dogg. I could at least sing his songs. I can name zero Snoop Dogg songs. So. You know Gin and Juice, right? That's Snoop Dogg? That's Snoop Dogg. Okay, so I know one. That's even your time. That's like 91. But I was smart enough not to listen to Snoop fucking Dogg. He's still... What's wrong with Snoop Dogg? What's wrong with Snoop Dogg? It's hip-hop. Hey, yeah. Hip-hop sucks. He's more pop music now. Ah, anyway. fuck that. <laughs> I, got a, I got a fucking 18-year-old kid... That works for me. That he was a driver, and we just promoted him to pizza. All right. And he starts working his first day in the kitchen. He fucking puts on a Pink Floyd mix. Oh, nice! And he's got like fifteen Pink Floyd songs to play. And I'm like, this is fucking sweet. <laughs> Speaking of Pink Floyd, their new album just came out. Yeah, what? that doesn't excite me a whole lot. 
Well, it's instrumental, so it's chill music. So I'm actually very interested in it because there's only one song apparently they sing. Barback Bill was telling me I completely forgot that it was released. So anyway, back to the race. I uh, I take all these pills, and now I'm just like this noodle of a human being because the painkillers have just made me deluded at this point. And I still got like kind of like the pain irking behind me. And so I run for about nine miles, and we get to about Fremont Street in the run. And that's the part of Vegas with the big canopy over it. It's dirty right. Vegas, yeah. old Vegas. Old and, Vegas. And you get to run underneath it, which is pretty sweet. And then after I get to the point where they take your your picture, everything collapses and my body shuts down. And like the pain was just like lightning bolts through my feet. And it was awful. And I finally limp all the way through the race. And I think I had my uh, cell phone on me. Yeah, because I was tracking my run through my cell phone. And I, I was calling you, and I think you were still in the poker game. Mm. And we had made plans to, like, you know, go out, like, an hour later. Yeah, yeah. And then an hour turned into an hour and a half. Yeah. And then two. And I call you from the room, and I'm like, dude, it, it, it's coming out of both ends. I am vomiting and shitting at the same time, yeah. which has never happened in my life. Like, I can't think of one point where I was that bad. And so I had to bail on this guy. Uh, basically the entire night. I don't think I came back down. No, no, you stayed in bed. Yeah, so I was dead to the world. Or maybe you came down to eat, I don't know, or mm-hmm. something. Or I brought you food or something. You, you, I brought you a burger. You took care of me. That's a, As friends will do. Like, yeah, you're stupid for running, but here's... here's well, if God had intended us to run a marathon, <laughs> he wouldn't have made it 27 miles. <laughs> so uh, the... The best part about the story is not the race and everything like that, but, uh, you know, just having a buddy, you know, be there on the side. And then the very next day, we had a fantastic night at Dirty Vegas. Right. Went to the D, which is if you go to Las Vegas and you got $30 to spend only on a hotel room, that's where you stay. Yeah, it was actually very. You could tell it was older because it had lower ceilings. Oh, yeah. But smoke was everywhere. Yeah. But I fucking made one of my best blackjack runs ever. And then we went to you blackjack run. And that's one of the things I wanted to get in for this Vegas theme episode. Luke played. I want to. I think I'm saying the story right. Was it 17 hands or 23 hands? Like, not, I don't know. It, it was, but you lost one. Yeah. And the, the one was like sandwiched in between the run. Yeah. And I think the second we didn't count the second loss because that you said if I lose again I'm walking away. Right. And that was you know the very last hand. So, um, we had this real skinny. Yeah, curly-haired, redhead librarian, like yeah, kind of semi-dirty looking, semi-sexy, semi-anorexic. <laughs> if if you've been to Joliet and you've gone to Harris Casino and you've seen a dealer at blackjack, that's not the same dealers you get in Las Vegas. No, uh, Las Vegas likes to do it up a little bit, and there's places like Harris, Caesar's Palace, the D. Uh, a lot of places in Dirty Vegas do it. They have girls dancing on cage in cages. Yeah. Behind the dealers, yeah. and then all the dealers are basically exotic dancers. Yeah, that the switch out with them. I so, how, do you think that they're good dealers, or are they just? She was fine. I mean, are, it ain't it ain't rocket science. You got to do a little math and slide the cards quickly. Yeah, but I guess I a think good they point. put the girls back there to distract you. And we were debating on how much they make an hour. Probably like ten bucks an hour. <laughs> and just for dan- but dancing in a cage would be fucking. Terrible well, for their an hour tips are time, probably just... their tips are probably mm-hmm. pretty damn good. So we go there and then we hit up the Heart Attack Grill. Mm-hmm. Now this place is ridiculous. Yeah, only accepts cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heart Attack Grill has been featured in like uh, the Food Network and stuff like that. Uh, you go in, they mm-hmm. immediately put you in a uh, hospital gown. Right. The waitresses are all dressed like sexy nurses with right. the cleavage coming out. And they all have paddles. Mm-hmm. So the way the place works, you get your meal. You choose oh, a nice if, burp. Otis. I wonder that if, was solid. I wonder if the mic picked that, that up. Was Otis just solid. ripped the burp. Uh, and a boy, good boy. So they have two things on the menu, a hot dog and a hamburger. And the hamburger, you can do one to eight patties. Right. And the eight patty, I think, was like 10,000 calories or something ridiculous, something ridiculous like that. So we both got doubles. I think I, I I shouldn't even have got a double because I wasn't even hungry, <laughs> and I had remember my stomach was upset. I could find Seven Ups and drinking them because my stomach was just churning. Because I think I, I think I had like fifteen pieces of bacon for breakfast, and it just never <laughs> it never like settled right. It was just a pile of grease in my gut. 
Well, they they tell you before you get in, like, whatever you order, you got to eat. Otherwise, they're going to hit you with a paddle. And I do not recall her hitting you with the paddle. Cause no, I, I finished. You finished? Yeah, it just took it me It took a while. you I was finished in, like, five minutes. It was the best thing I'd I ever I muscled it down. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't getting paddled either way. I mean, let's be, let's be fucking <laughs> frank about this. You're not touching me with that fucking stick. You yeah, I ain't going to get fucking paddled. But the reason this place is popular, if you're over 350 pounds, you eat for free. Right. And they have a scale on the outside that you can stand on. It might be 300. I, I thought it was 350. Mm. And they make the fat asses stand on the scale. And mm. these dudes are proud that they're getting a free meal. And I'm just thinking to myself, there's a reason they call it the heart attack grill. You know, right. this could be your last meal. Right. Right. They, they, don't, they, they even put on the thing, I think, like, you know. You're consuming literally thousands of calories. You could die. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, they're not fooling anybody. And it was fine. The burger was fine. I wouldn't no. go. Oh, it was a great burger. I mean, I've had you know countless better burgers than that. But and I'm a burger connoisseur. The the after of that, Luke had to uh, help me once again. I ran out of cash in Las Vegas. I had been there uh, for ten days because I did a show first, and then I did the run, and then I realized. I didn't have my uh, ATM card with me, which is the worst possible thing that can happen to you in Las Vegas because it's a cash-driven place. You could play with or pay with stuff with credit cards, yeah. but you know it's nice to have cash so you can just go around and do shit. Right. So we see the sure thing. We go to the sports book, and we're playing. Uh, it's the Patriots, and I can't remember who the fuck Carolina Panthers. Oh goddamn Tom Brady! And they had to beat him by seven. No, we bet we bet straight up. Oh, we win. bet straight up. We bet straight up win. Put a hundred bucks down, fifty each, because um, we didn't take we didn't take the line because I think the Patriots were favored by three, and I don't want to give up three points. No. So to lower our we would lower our winnings. It was just one for one. Um, we took it on on the uh, I forget what the term is. Is it this, off the line or yeah, something like it, that? It was it was it was a sure thing. It was like. There's no way Tom Brady's going to lose this fucking game. Well, and then he ends up losing the fucking game it in was, the fourth quarter. It was not a sure thing. I knew it was going to be a uh, tough game. I figured the Patriots win, even though they were playing in Carolina. And the way the game ended was a Brady throwing a pass into the end zone to Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. and the guy literally tackled Gronkowski out of bounds before the ball even hit the end zone, and just the ball just flew past him, and they did not throw a flag, and it was like the worst non-call. Ever. The entire bar is yelling at the screen, just like, ah! yeah. I mean, you could see it. there was quite a few people like myself that had put money down on the Patriots, you know, and a couple guys that did not, <laughs> who were high five. Well, there were a couple other. Carolina fans sitting by us. I, I had never been like angrier at fans that were sitting right next to me because yeah. it had something to do with money. Like, right, usually yeah. I can just slide it off. If I'm sitting next to a Packers fan during the Bears game and we get shellacked, I'm like, eh, you know. But if I put money on it, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that was, uh, I actually spent the morning of your race in the sports book watching the Bears game. Did you really? Yeah, I mean, I was. I sat down there between two Detroit Lions fans. The one guy had a bunch of drink tickets because you don't drink for free in the sports book for some reason. But he had like a bunch of free drink tickets, and he was just sharing them with me. And the Bear game, it was when they played the Ravens, and it got suspended because of lightning. So the bear game went off for like two hours. So I sat and watched the Lions play and was sitting there just boozing with these two people. And I was hammered by, you know, the game starts at 10 out there. So I was hammered by one o'clock. I was one eye in it. It was a, it was a fun, fun day. I think that was one of the main reasons that, um, you know, I enjoy doing the show so much is because, and I couldn't tell you what the fuck we talked about. I'm sure there was politics. I'm sure we yelled at each other. I'm sure we mentioned like funny things about. You got me worked up about. Show. I remember specifically. You got me worked up about Obamacare. Oh yeah, you want to talk about that later? You, no problem. So. No, not 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 necessarily Obamacare. We've already discussed the yeah yeah the, the nuances and outs. of that shitty fucking thing. But that awesome great thing that everyone enjoys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just have to be the antithesis of you, no matter what. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that, that's the founding of you're going to get a disease. It was a year ago today. I think it's awesome that, uh, the show is getting listeners right now because, um, you know, our, our shitty little conversations, which I enjoy so much are now being enjoyed by other people. So we'll hey, happy just, anniversary, buddy. happy anniversary, man. We're going to spoon later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a 
bunch of fucking things to talk about. Holy shit. So speaking of Vegas, I was just there. Yep. Again. Uh, I had to do a show called SEMA, uh, which is a racing show, which is awesome. I mean, there's cars and there's makeshift customized vehicles and there's celebrities and there's comedians. I saw Sinbad standing right next to me. Do you I classify thought, him th- as a celebrity I or thought, comedian? Hey, he was a D-list comedian, but he, he was, um, you know, I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see he was on his feet. You know, that's all. He's not dead. Just his career is dead. <laughs> so we, we uh, as I'm in Las Vegas, this has nothing to do with Las Vegas. Uh, my normal shift at the wine bar is Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. So I get some text messages from my brother-in-law. He's like, oh, by the way, just a normal Wednesday night here at Cuvée. The fucking Stanley Cup is at the bar with the Hanson brothers from Slapshot. Okay. And he is taunting me with photo after photo of the Stanley Cup sitting at the bar. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Why the fuck was the Stanley Cup with the hand? They talk about like this is cherished, handle it with white gloves. Well, yeah, and they, they have a it, handler they, with white gloves. And they give it to the fucking Hanson brothers to bring to a wine bar in Elmhurst. They were doing it as some sort of event, and they needed an after party. And uh, from what I understand, they contacted uh, my uncle, who is the owner of the place. And they said, we got about 40 people. We got the Stanley Cup with us. Mm-hmm. You can't tell anybody. If you tell anybody, we're not going to even come in. It's going to be pointless because there'll be like 100 people sitting there waiting for the damn cup to show up. Mm-hmm. So this is the stipulations. You want to make it happen? I mean, like if it's there and people start finding out about it, that's one thing. Because mm-hmm. everyone will see the cup walking by the place right. and be like, oh, that's, that's awesome. good for business. But you can't just like put it on Facebook and have everyone just show up and all of a sudden the Stanley Cup is there. So uh, he said, not a problem. And I didn't even tell my dad. <laughs> because he would have told his wife Dale. Yeah. She would have been there in five seconds. She would have called her son. Her son would have called his. I mean, that's how it works. I mean, instantly, it's just going to trickle down. What I didn't know about the Stanley Cup is there's, there's only one. Yeah. It's not like the the Major League Baseball trophy. Or the, no, they the, give the, it back. They, it's just, and they said it was ding shit. And the pictures are amazing mm-hmm. of it. And I'm just thinking, wow, I should be there right now, my normal Wednesday shift. Mm-hmm. And. Just getting taunted. So I give give Andrew credit. There's a little pat on the back for your uh, excellent taunting ability. That was pretty good, especially him posing with it, and the Hanson brothers about to punch him in the face, which was a classy photo. They did, they, they took like several photos where they're grabbing guys by their collars and acting like they're about. to I'm trying to listen to the fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking losing. I got my eye on the three of you guys. You put one thing, you're out of this game. Now I run a clean game here. I have any trouble, I'll suspend you. I'm looking at a fucking song! So I haven't seen Slapshot in years. I have on my phone a... Uh, it was on... I don't remember what channel. Um, hang on, I'm going to get up so Otis can get up. All right. Get up, bud. Come on. Um, Rolling down the street. Sm- okay. Uh... It was on, I can't remember when, but it was on TV, and I recorded on my phone the whole trying to listen to the fucking song. All right. Like right at that point, I just recorded it. And every so often, I just pull it out and giggle. <laughs> it's an awesome movie. I, but could you imagine being in a movie? Because those guys are in a lot. They were in Slapshot 2. There was a sequel to that movie, just like Caddyshack 2. It exists. You made a career... Off of doing appearances of a movie that's over 30 years old. Yeah. And just go around. Yeah. I imagine they have jobs, but, you know. I bet they don't. <laughs> just wear those stupid jerseys. What do you think, they, do you to... think they made for doing that? Probably like 10 grand for the uh, three of them. I, maybe 10 grand. I don't, I don't think it's that high. <laughs> but even if it's like a grand each. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? I mean, that's 1000 bucks easy cash for like doing the same pose over and over and over again. Right, right. So the cup will return to the bar eventually. I imagine sometime next year, and I have to make it a point that it doesn't happen while I'm in Las Vegas. So good taunts, Andrew. Good job. Um, we're there doing the, the SEMA show, and the one thing that I really wanted to bring up to you, uh, we had Jake and Megan who came out for this particular trip. They are excellent human beings. They treated me and Allison at dinner. We got him in the SEMA show, so he was very appreciative. Uh, we saw Daniel Tosh. Nice. Do a stand-up. 
And this is like the main thing I wanted to talk about because unbelievable performer in person. Uh-huh. Absolutely fantastic. He got the crowd just going, revved them up from the get-go. Like he immediately came out and uh, the opening song was Let It Go from Frozen for no reason. He started singing it on stage. He started doing high fives to the people sitting in the front row. So this lady that's sitting about, I would guess, a row away from us, she's like, come up here. Come up here. So instantly, without skipping a beat, he's like, bitch, I'm not coming up there. Buy your fucking tickets earlier. (laughs) And it's like, just from the get-go. So he starts landing jokes about Democrats, about Republicans, about 9-11, about abortion, about every terrible topic, about women who can't have children. He is laying the worst cringeworthy jokes. Sure. I, I can't hold myself together. I'm dying. I got tears coming out of my eyes. People are walking out of his show left and right. Yeah. All I'm thinking, me and Jake said at the same time, it's 10 p.m., Friday night in Las Vegas. Tickets are expensive for yeah. the show. It's like $120 a seat. Right. You knew what you were getting into. Well, that's coming... the whole thing is people, oh, I can't believe you. Well, of course you, what do you think he does? It's, this is his job. And it, this, <laughs> the, the, the best part of the show just relates to something we talked about a while ago. I had mentioned that he was doing a stand-up set and he had made a joke about rape where a woman... Right. Got really pissed off about. It. He mentions this in his act. Yeah. He goes, I don't know if you guys heard the little controversy that happened to me last year. I, right. I made this joke. And he goes, I'll tell you what. And uh, this reminded me of you. I was just like, this is Luke saying this line. I'll tell you what. If you want to be my friend, everything has to be funny. But if you say the word, but don't even fucking open your mouth. Just <laughs> stop talking. Like after that, there, there can't be a but. So the second you add a butt, it's over. Like you, you got to be able to make. He's like, this is a fucking horrible, terrible world. And he goes, you have to do something to make you laugh. And he goes, if it, if there's a butt, if there's a transition where you can't laugh at something, and then you know, you don't even bother. Don't yeah. even bother explaining yourself. And he goes, I'm, I don't feel sorry about the jokes, you know. Yeah, and he's like, jokes. I never will. And he goes, I get thirteen hundred death threats a week. That's what he said. I'm like, wow, he's now he's opening up. Yeah. And he goes, that's why I charge so much for my tickets. <laughs> he goes, because any asshole can find a 10 and I'm going to kill somebody tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a he's a he's a uh, extremely uh, witty guy. Um, and he's so like, there's nothing that, you know, there's all these questions about his sexuality. People ask him oh. if he's gay and whatnot. And um, I, I have a girl in the theater that just. Like she wants him to be gay because, you know, it's like cool to be gay. What? That she like she's like, oh, he's gay, he's gay. I go, he's not gay. Well, he's, I go, he's he got a girlfriend a gr- in his ex. Yeah, he's. I've heard, I've seen pictures of him <laughs> with his girlfriend. Him talk about it, but he still makes jokes about like being gay or whatnot and kind of like leaving that question out there. But it's obvious he's not. Well, she's like arguing with me, and I'm just like, whatever. I go, I don't know why it's so important to you that he's gay. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, it's the gay mafia, man. It's the gay I just, mafia. I, I don't even care. It's just funny. But she keep, she kept bringing it up to me. Strawberry Jam had on the conversation. Is there a gay mafia? Is there a gay mafia? <laughs> no, you're going to get a disease. Well, I used to say, I think I told you before when I said, I, you know, I really like Spacey. And somebody's like, he's gay. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, speaking of Spacey, did you get the uh, Advanced Warfare Call of Duty? <laughs> Not yet. I'm still... Um, I've actually been slack, and I'm trying to get through the evil within. All right. Um, and uh, I'm going to get that next, and then I reserved uh, – uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, you got to help me. Call, uh, no. Um, Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto, Ah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, I reserved that. The Luke punch you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't – I'm not like one of those freaks where I got to wait in line or run overnight and get it. And, you know, it's like it'll it'll be there. When I'm yeah. ready for it, it'll be there. It's, it's a video game. It's, yeah. It's always going to be ready for you. Spacey. I don't consider myself a gamer. Spacey will be ready for you. Spacey. <laughs> so going back to his act real quick, um, if you've seen Tosh.0, I get tired of the show, to be honest with you. It gets yeah, you too. same I stopped, over. I stopped DVRing it. Yeah. It's, you know, if it's on, maybe I'll catch it for a little while. Um, his stand-up performance, 
far better than the TV show. Obviously, he can be a little bit more unleashed during the the performance and everything. But I wanted to tell you the 9-11 joke that he said. Because this is what made quite a few people walk out. And, again, I couldn't control laughter. Because, you know, 9-11, terrible thing. Yeah, pretty, Awful, pretty fucking horrific. Pretty fucking horrific. Nobody's denying that. All right. Otis is getting it on. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, he starts his bit. He goes, you know, nobody ever fucking talks about the shit that Osama bin Laden has given us. You know, what about the shit that he's done for us? Given us a solid. And so the crowd is like, ooh, I don't know where he's going with this. He's like, think about it. Now you don't have to walk your shitty girlfriend to her fucking gate anymore. Crowd is silent. Then the crowd roars. And then we see about three or four people walk up like, oh, that's terrible. He's like, you know, yeah. It, I thought it was like, that's just clever. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh... And he goes, that's worth at least one tower. <laughs> not wow. two. That's right. Not two. And then like four other people get up. And then he stops in the middle. He's like, it's only going to get fucking worse from here. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like wow. I, everyone had to try to comprehend the joke, just that little beat that was sitting there. Sure. Like, wow, did he really just say that? Yeah. And, oh, fuck, he just piled on top of it. So um, there's a there's a uh, I think everyone has their 9-11 stories. I got quite a few. Um <laughs> But there's a, and I think the reason, like I, you, you sort of detach yourself from it if you don't know somebody. Um, I had a friend that uh, kids are 13 years old that didn't live through it. Sure, you know what I'm saying That's they don't. Crazy. Like I remember staring at the TV, and I had a friend out in California, and she, we were talking, and she, her, <clears throat> she had a guy that she knew from college that was in one of the buildings. Oh, um, and did she he was get out or did he... no, um, and she went to his memorial service. And after she got back, we were on the phone, and she was just crying, telling me, you know, this, that, and some of the stories of her time in New York when she was there. Um, you know, and even then, it's it's not a personal thing. Um, I think the thing that gets me about it, and you can find this on YouTube, um, the guy that was on the phone with yeah, um, oh god, with nine one one when the building collapsed. Oh, and, that was the one that um, got me. I couldn't listen to it again. I yeah, listened to it, it one time. Really, I never... it gave me like, t- like I got a little dizzy. I got tunnel vision. And that made it where it was the humanity you, of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you sit there and you go, "All these people died," but it doesn't click until. Way to you, bring the show down, Luke. Hey, buddy. <laughs> um, you talk about Hillary it. Just, it popped in my head when you brought up nine eleven. I I always think about that guy on the phone and the two people that were with him, and he names the one guy, and he doesn't give the you can't hear the other guy's name, but there are three guys up there, yeah. and the building comes down. I I wouldn't even recommend people seek that out. It is it is one of the most brutal things you'll ever hear. Yeah, and I mean it's 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 horrifying. That's the shit I think of when people go, "We shouldn't be in Afghanistan," and I'm like, "Fuck you!" Somebody <laughs> need this well, I'm guy. One of those people that this, say we shouldn't be in Afghanistan. That's this me. guy deserves someone to bomb the fuck out of him. Well, he's dead now. And unless you're a conspiracy theorist, right, right, right. Yeah. They're hiding all those people. Speaking of towers, which, never came down. Uh, we're talking about nine eleven right now, which is a. Perfect segue for a guest that we will eventually have on the show who said he would be more than happy to be on the air with us. Okay. The guy that does our theme song is okay. a guy named Tommy Pope. Okay. Tommy is an excellent person. Uh, I think he's great. Uh, he's been a friend of mine for years. Tommy is also a very, very, very big conspiracy theorist, and he will be more than happy to discuss with us anything and everything from... 9-11 to Obama being a Kenyan to, I mean, just name it. He's got he's got some information. I will predict right now, and I, I want him to understand this, that it's not personal. I will become absolutely enraged at some point uh, because I, he will say something that I find utterly ridiculous, <laughs> and it'll piss me off beyond. So, so we're sitting there talking in the bar, and Bill is sitting there. I said the exact same thing to him that you just said. He's like, you and Luke are going to butt heads. He's like, I don't mind. He's like, yeah, it's all it's all for, you know, conversation's point of view. I'm like, yeah, it's not like we're trying to sabotage you because me and Luke are going to be on the same page on this one a lot of shit. Like, yeah, we don't buy the whole conspiracy stuff. But goddamn, we let him talk for like 15 minutes 
he was just going on and on. And me and Bill are looking like, well, you know, he's definitely worth, uh, you know, just listening to. It's very entertaining. So Tommy wants to be on the show. I, I say I think it'll be. I just don't want him to take it personally when oh. I fucking start going off because it'll it'll. In, I, I, I'm, I'm sure a few fuck yous will be thrown across. I, the bow, but I, I, I had a girl on Facebook. I don't even remember what I posted, but it was something about 9-11 and conspiracies. <laughs> and she posted. Oh. The government took down those buildings. I go and I was like, "Come, on. the government did not destroy the buildings." That's one put, of his theories. And her response was, "Trust me, I know." <laughs> and it just absolutely—I <laughs> felt my blood boiling because I wanted to go. You don't know fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> Some asshole made a stupid fucking YouTube movie, and people take it as truth. Yeah. I could YouTube my butthole, and people would find some truth in it. There's a polyp there, Luke. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, we do the hey, buddy, and that's from the... Uh, yeah, the South Park. They just the, had a the Canada Canadian character. Did you fuck... You saw the one the with Canadian the fucking devil, Canadian buddy. devil, buddy? <laughs> I fuck... And his name was Beelzebub. I lost my shit. <laughs> Every time I see the Canadians at South Park, I'm like, I hope Luke is watching this right oh, now. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> there she is, the princess. So hot in the face. She's so hot in the face. I'm the prince of Canada. <laughs> Everyone. T- <laughs> well, um, let's see. I was talking about Vegas, the Daniel Tosh show. Um, we saw me and Allison were walking around MGM Grand after the show. We took the monorail back. We're going to New York, New York. It's about 6 p.m. And this is the other part of the story I thought you would really enjoy. We saw a fucking herd of woo girls. Oh, my. Oh, God. that was beautiful. <laughs> and me and Allison start dying after this conversation happens between two of them. I want to get some fucking pizza. Where's the fucking food cart? And we just lose it. And then, like, the food cart's over here. Cunt. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like they lose all inhibition. Let's go eat, bitches. Yeah, exactly. And it just keeps getting tossed around like a little volleyball. Like, who can say the loud thing like this? And and besides that little herd. We They're saw, so jealous of us. All these people. There was a bachelorette party of them. And I was sitting waiting by the, uh, the elevator, I think, for Jake and Megan. And there were about 20 girls all dressed the same. And it was for a bachelorette party, and you could see which one was the bride. She had a black tank top on and skinny jeans. Okay. She had 19 other girls wearing black tank tops and skinny jeans. Some of them probably shouldn't have been wearing that outfit. You know, a little bit heavier set. But, you know, to each their own. I don't care. That's not my choice. That's your choice to go out. But some guys aren't like me, and... Made little comments about some of the chubbier girls. About them or to them? Well, close enough to where they could hear. Hmm. <laughs> like, oh, you fucking hag. Like, he was like a fucking cow, I think he said. And he was mentioning like two girls in particular that were just like oozing out of their outfits. It, yeah. was, it was muffin tops, everything. Yeah. So the girl overhears them and then the bitch parade just starts going like, oh, no, you didn't just fucking talk about it. And you see the fingers pointing at the guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's just smiling. He's like, I don't know what I'm telling you. I didn't say nothing. You know, I didn't do nothing. And I just enjoyed the, uh, I don't know, it was like the the group mentality of just instantly flipping a switch. Yeah. And just like, you fucking asshole, you're a dick. Yeah, they're like capuchin monkeys <laughs> flying to protect the herd. <laughs> I don't even know. I think, think the story's going nowhere, but I'm just... Like, I love watching shit. Like, I could watch that for hours. And I, that should be reality television. Just a hidden oh, camera fuck. of people insulting each other. And woo! Yeah, woo girl. <laughs> a lot of daiquiris are getting poured, man. I, the yards. I am so in charge. I have a yard of daiquiri. <laughs> Where's the fucking food cart? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that, was, that was our trip to Las Vegas this time around. Uh, but I did play some casino games I had not played in years. And this is our casino game portion, if you don't mind. Played Pi Gao. Nice. Haven't played Pi Gao in 10 years, I'm guessing. Really? Yeah. I, it's, it's, I completely forgot how to play. So Jake's playing Pi Gao. He's like, you want to join me? 
I slow played $60. I lost it all. But I slow played $60 for about two and a half hours. Yeah. Got slammed off of Bloody Marys and Jack Daniels. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. I didn't really lose any money as far as I was. <laughs> I always go with the intent that I'm going to lose what's in my pocket. I was I was actually playing for the tie almost every time. I'm like, well, I have a very small percentage of winning. Yeah. But I know I'll get the tie if I go this route. So I kept playing for the tie, and everyone's like, well, you know, you're not going to win any money like that, but I'm not losing. <laughs> and I'm still getting Bloody Marys. Yeah. Shut up. And so we sang Trouble. to the dealer, which was really nice. So Pie Gal is real quick. For those of you guys that want a unique game in Las Vegas, it is your highest two-card low hand and the highest five-card hand. Yeah. Get dealt seven cards, mm-hmm. and you have to divide up your hand. You cannot... Um, uh, I'm trying to say the the phrase. Your right. low hand can't be higher than your, your five-card hand. Yes. And the best part about this game, if you guys get a chance to go to Vegas and you're seeking out a card game to play that's fairly minimal odds, you know, like you got a good shot at winning. You got a good shot at breaking even. Yeah, and it's usually 10 bucks or $5. If you get yeah. a $5 pie, go, you it's, can yeah, it's play gold. for life. And the thing is, is it's not it's not like competitive. Like the dealer will tell you what to that do. That was my point. The dealer will instruct you. On how the to play best way to play your cards. You can't find like you can that just lay anywhere. them down and they'll go play this up here and play this here, and you're like, okay, and that's amazing. So if you really, really want a game that's really less stressful than craps or roulette or blackjack, and you don't want to think too much, mm-hmm. Pi Gal, play mm-hmm. it all the time. But the other game I played all trip was blackjack. Yep, and we I texted you the other night uh, because. I think you're a very good blackjack player just based on the D, uh, watching you get that roll that you had. But you play smart. I play the way you're supposed to play. And uh, for for the people listening out there, give me the don'ts of blackjack. Don't the, bet. The douchebags that sit next to you. Don't bet like, with your gut. All right. Your gut is wrong. <laughs> and i tell you why. You have a 48.5% chance of winning at blackjack. Well, let's just uh, assume that everyone knows how to play blackjack, okay? Okay. All right. You have a 48.5%. Those are the best odds you're going to get in a casino. The best. Absolutely. Okay. 48.5% if you play correctly. Every time you deviate from the formula, you lower your odds. I knew you'd be good at this. Now, you might win. People go, ah, I won... You know this, and I said, if you play blackjack consistently, you will lose if you play wrong. And the cards go in cycles. They go in waves, and that's how people count cards, is they look at the cards, and they see as the bigger cards are coming out in a wave, it's like a, it's like a you know ebb and flow with the cards. Mm-hmm. You need to raise your bets. That's how you win at blackjack. Now, there are certain times you hit, there are certain times you stay, and there are certain times you double down. There are very few decisions to make, okay? (laughs) If you are sitting at a table with someone who does not follow the formula, and you can buy a card in any casino or card store that tells you when to hit. This is pretty awesome. Okay? It says if you have this and the dealer is showing this, you hit or you stay, or you double down, or you split. And it tells you. There are very few situations, and they usually involve when to double down or when to split. And it kind of there's a varying things like some people. Well, I like to double down with this, or I like to split these. Okay, mm. that's it. Well, that's it. And you never, and you, if you stay with that, and if if you sit down and someone is fucking, oh, I'm gonna stay because I have a 16, even though they have a 10 showing. I don't want to bust. You get up. You take your money and go because they will that was fuck like, up the table. Well, yeah. Would you is is positioning. Uh, part of the way you play. So, in other words, uh, no. an average blackjack table will have like seven seats. Seven seats. Is it optimum to be in a certain chair? That was I one don't of the think few so. questions. No. I've Doesn't matter to me. Thought. Doesn't matter to me. All right. As long as the people in front of me are playing okay and the people behind me are playing okay, because so they can it, fuck it up at any point before it gets to the dealer. Yeah. Uh, and as far as counting cards go, am I saying this right? You're not really counting individual cards. You're counting wins versus losses. Correct? No, you're counting values. Okay. You assign values to certain cards. So, like, any time a, a, a face card comes up? You need up, to be able to see. Like, you, I, th- I want to say that nines and face cards have a certain value. 
and it's like plus yeah. one and eights through and I I could be completely wrong, but I think it's eights through like but you fives don't, you don't use that are zero. I I can't count I can't count yeah. the cards that fast. I've tried. Um and then lower cards are minus. And if you're in the plus, if it starts going in the plus, the table's good. That's when you raise your bet. Okay. <clears throat> I will watch and see if I see a flurry of high cards. I say I'm in the plus. Let's start betting. That was a Spacey movie. What's yeah, 21. 21. All right. Based on the MIT guys that, that figured out how to count cards and <laughs> and fucking like broke the casino. <laughs> and then... But uh, Lawrence Fishburne broke them. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was it's it's a it's a it's not illegal, but it is very frowned upon. Oh yeah. Um, but if you play smart, your odds and I get I get you want to see me get infuriated. I've seen you get infuriated at blackjack table. I'm I'm trying to explain to people. I, I thought you would be the best explainer how to not infuriate other players because it's not just you. Don't you fuck see, up the table. You see blackjack players always getting upset. When you play uh, with have other a players, player. and I think the best mo or the uh, the route would just be get the fuck off the table because they're going to cool you down really quick. Well, it's not cool. It's them them like taking a card or not taking a card when they should have done the opposite, mm-hmm. and they do it based on their gut. When if there's no decision, there's no decision. You get dealt a you know a twelve, okay, mm-hmm. and a ten and a two, and you look and the dealer's got a six showing. You don't hit. I don't give a fuck. You do not hit. Because you always assume there's a 10 down and a 10 coming. Absolutely. Those are the odds. Okay? You don't hit. Okay? I played, and I've told you about the chicken. <laughs> I was playing blackjack. Just the way your face. <laughs> he stayed. Why isn't this a video show, man? You're, you're, the dealer you had got, a, like, angry. The dealer had the a ten, 10 showing. This fuckhead had a soft 16. Now, a soft 16 is an ace and a five. That means it could be a six or a 16. All right. Dealer had a 10 show, and you assume they have a 10 down. So you assume they have 10. Yeah. They have 20. Okay? And what what the chicken show? He stayed. On a... Soft yeah. 16. He couldn't bust. He could not bust. Even if it's a regular 16, you hit. Yeah. But he couldn't. He goes, ah, I guess. And there was this Indian guy next to him that flipped out and threw his hands up. I can't... How could you sit on a soft 16? <laughs> There's no scenario ever that you sit on a soft 16 you can only improve your hand yes okay you can't hurt your hand no you can't hurt your hand so he had an ace and a a Uh, ace and a five and he stayed on and he goes and first he wants to fight the guy and the guy gets up and leaves then he turns to me goes hey sometimes you got to go with your gut and i go no sometimes you don't i go that was the biggest idiot move i've ever seen in my life your friend yeah i picked up my chips and i left (laughs) and i told him I will never sit at a blackjack table with you again. Uh, I said, you are by far the worst blackjack player I've ever seen. And he kept going, hey, sometimes you got to go with your gut. I go, yeah? I go, how much money you got in your pocket? Oh, what's that have to do? I said, you ain't rich. So sometimes you don't go with your gut. Sometimes you just play the fucking cards <laughs> the way they're supposed to be played. So, wait, just uh, to fin- fin- finish that story, did he, did he win? No, he lost the hand. The dealer had a 20. <laughs> And what I think infuriated I just remember his goofy the fucking guy face, next. Like, oh. I think what infuriated the guy next to him <laughs> is I think he had ten, and the chicken would have pulled like a four. Oh, okay, man. and improved his cards. Uh. Instead, the guy next to him pulled the four and ended up with like fourteen, and then ended up hitting again in Boston. So he fucked up the whole table. And sometimes when you play right, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Yeah, but that's why it's a forty-eight percent winning. It's not fucked the table. The whole table and like everybody left. It was like they they would like basically shut down the casino and the chicken fucking walked in. He's the cooler. Well, now you guys know how a little bit of blackjack etiquette is is performed. So and know. how to play. I will sit down with anyone who asks me. I will teach them how to play. It's a great game. It's fun. If you can find a five dollar table in Las Vegas, God bless you. Play it all night. There is a couple places in Dirty Vegas, which is Fremont Street, that have three dollar tables. Yes. But remember, that's awesome. So the lower your stakes, yeah. the more chance you have of getting an idiot at your table. Absolutely. So I rarely play under ten bucks. I I've played the uh, the quarter machines a few times when we're sitting at the, the bars. machines. The machines are sweet. The machines. So. I'm talking yeah, about. <laughs> I'm talking about where someone can fuck up your hand. If you play, I'll play ten. I'll play fifteen. I'll play twenty five. Um, 
So besides that little excursion, uh, we found a new slot machine that said slut game. I think Allison actually sent you a video of it, too. No, she did not send me a video. She sent me a a text saying we found a new game. Yes, there was a a very loud, boisterous uh, enjoy your slut game. So I can't remember for life. I I think it was a new edition of Wizard of Oz, just so you know. Gotta love it. And Clue. Nice. Yeah, Clue. Clue. It was Clue. Yeah. Enjoy your slut game. So, yeah, man. uh, Vegas was awesome. It was a good time. I'm going back uh, next year right around the same time. You're more than welcome to come with me. Maybe we'll do a uh, show from, from there. That would be nice. I think we bring the recorder, a couple microphones, and uh, we sit at the casino and we record. I don't think they would let us. Uh, it's not a video camera, so they might. Audio is different, and I think we can go around. I would like to sit at a poker table and mic the table. <laughs> you might get thrown out for that. Well, you know what? If you've had this thing sitting there, the recorder... And didn't have the big microphones. Well, you can't put electronics on the table. I would. I put would, it in your pocket. Well, yeah. I I, I doubt they'd let us, yeah. but <laughs> it would be fun to think they could. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, so we got a couple things coming up. Uh, before we get into our topics, uh, thank you for reminiscing with me about Las Vegas. How much I love it. So I love Vegas. Um, we have uh, our friends over at the. Uh, Brother, cousin, sister, mother podcast. Um, that just happened. It looks like we have a solidified date of recording. Okay. Uh, November thirtieth. Uh, will be hopefully live at an undisclosed location at this point, because I might disclose the location on the air because this could be our first live show in front of actual people. If people come in, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So to take. Well, I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out, but if if we did the <laughs> all right, <laughs> if we did the show, we we do it during bar hours. Since the bear season has just been a total fucking waste, just a waste of time. Uh, we're going to record the show there, back to back episodes of their show and then our show, and uh, we could have f- friends of ours uh, come watch us record. Everyone buy a drink. That's fine with everybody. So we yeah, can record sure. live there. So uh, I think it'll be uh, really fun to try and do something live at the same time as doing crossover episodes. So That'd be fun. To uh, give you an idea, we're going to do their format first. They have an awesome show about popular culture. Uh, they're going to integrate us into the show. I will bone up bits. on my Britney Spears trivia. You bone up on all your Taylor Swift <laughs> memorabilia. <laughs> Adam loves that shit. Um <laughs> We don't talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, and then the, then we're going to do uh, our show and our format, and we're going to bring them down to the grunge of awfulness. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, while we're doing it, we'll drink whiskey and wine, and we'll have a really good time. So uh, we, yeah. I have already an heard a, uh, a sound clip that Rodney has made. He combined our theme songs together. It's oh, really awesome. He sent it to me. I'll show you after this. But, I mean, the fact that they're jazzed to do it and I'm jazzed to do it, I think it's really cool. And uh, we've gotten uh, now listeners from their show that have come over on yeah. SoundCloud and started listening to us. So we do appreciate everyone coming out um, and uh, giving us a listen, man. It's awesome. I I think it's really cool. That we have 197 likes. On 197 Facebook. likes on Facebook. And I'm surprised we didn't get to 200 because I We went to 198 everyone, and then someone backed out. I saw that. <laughs> They were gonna, you were going to shave your nuts. At least uh, I apparently, told people, that's what you told them. <laughs> I don't know. And I said that like number 200 gets to validate. Like, yep, I, clean as a whistle. I, I manscape pretty regularly. I don't, I don't like a thatch down there, so it wouldn't be much of a stretch, you know. Oh, let's see. Uh, oh, wait. So yesterday, I put up this little thing about my wife. I had a conversation with Allison. Oh, that was classic. So I'm just asking, hey, where's the remote at? And she goes, it's on top of the VCR. And I just stopped talking, and I just look at her. I'm like, VCR? Yeah. <laughs> With, you know, the shit-eating grin, just staring at her. She goes, just shut up. Is that yeah. next to the record player? Yeah. Shut up. And I was like, is that by the veranda? Yeah. <laughs> is it under the laser disc player? <laughs> it's by the Betamax. It's next to my pager. <laughs> she goes, you know what I mean? Because we got a Blu-ray player sitting there. I'm like, I would have accepted DVD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the VCR. I, I, I have a VCR, see? I don't think it's plugged into anything. Look at, the, look at the inch of dust on it. 
it's there to hold up the DVD Blu-ray player. It's like she a just, stand. She just wrote on her face, like, seriously, in my defense, I was half asleep. Whatever. Yeah. You, you were awake. You were waiting. I didn't respond. know you time-traveled in your sleep. <laughs> I was half asleep and in 1987. Is that next to the monochrome photography thing? <laughs> Old-timey. A steam engine. Yeah. To be continued.